0: You're listening to TalkZone.com, Internet Talk Radio. TalkZone.com. We are talking about pervasive, permissive liberalism and how it can damage our society.
1: So we're talking about fairness instead of entitlement. Fairness would be more accurately described as you reap what you sow. If you don't help so much, you don't get help so much. This this would, you know, you get a society doing this for years, this would eliminate many of the irresponsible, the freeloaders, the leeches, those with deteriorating lifestyles and excessive additional dysfunctions. Just, you know, they come and just there's problems everywhere. And these things would otherwise pull down and compromise and damage the well-being of the general society and the masses. So... There is actually no free lunch, not in this earth school. It's simply not fair. Because if somebody else gets free lunch, you've got to pick up the slack. And you know what? This sucks. And it doesn't promote wholesome pride for you or for the individual or even an excellent life. It just is a downward spiral for everyone involved. You know, just think, if your value to life is to just suck off everyone else. That's that's the position you hold. I mean, what value are you? We're here to be pushed to be better, to improve. We're given, you know, God, life, creation, purposely gives us challenges uh, to meet, to grow, to evolve with. And so we're trying to make a society where... You know, people are are promoting a healthy, happy society and well-being, not just pulling it down, being tolerated, being entitled to do, you know, hang loose and everything. And, you know, I'm destructive, maybe nine-tenths of it, but my one-tenth is virtue enough to keep me around and everything, while everything I'm around just gets worse and worse. So, you know, that's a lot of what's going on, and that's uh, ruining um, countries, and we're having a problem with it. This is the same consciousness. Let's say you get married. You're having marital problems. Oh, I know. I'm going to have an affair. You know, that's that's the common liberal thing is you just slide right over there and you justify, you compartmentalize, and it's fine.
0: You know, oftentimes when uh, a man or a woman starts to think about having an affair, the reason is, <clears throat> there are many reasons, but... What it boils down to is somehow they're not getting fully satisfied in the relationship and so they want to go somewhere else to get that satisfaction. But here's the problem. <clears throat> the problem is, is that whatever it is isn't working, you can communicate about and get it working. And it's gonna take work on your part, it's gonna take work on your spouse's, but if you have a commitment to the relationship, you know, it's worth it. So if you'd stop thinking that the solution is just go out and get your needs met somewhere else and stick in there and communicate and get solutions and do some changing, you're going to end up being a more satisfied person because there's going to be a part of you, there should be a part of you, that feels badly about what you're doing to your spouse every time you go out on them. Then if you end up deciding that you don't want to have this marriage anymore and you're just going to go find a better person because if my wife or husband was a better person, it would work better. What you're going to find when you get out there is that you've been the problem and you end up uh, drawing into you somebody that's going to reflect that to you again. Because it's your lesson that's up. It's your time to deal with it. And now that you've uh, left the other person and gone into a new marriage, you're going to find the same problem because you're half the equation again.
1: <laughs> yeah. So what we find, and it, it's uh, I think it's totally consistent, what we found in great lasting relationships is the people who are involved, it took work. And it took continual work, and it took maturity on both sides and with you do each each part of the marriage being willing to do the work to be mature enough to be an actual adult so that we can um, so that we can you know get this thing working right, that's what we're talking. So you want something that's going to last, you want to be married, you want to have kids. You know, you want to be an adult first and we're not just talking your body. We're not just talking your body being an adult body. We're talking your behavior being adult. Why your
0: emotions, your mental, your, the whole thing. It's like marriage is an opportunity to grow up. Marriage is an opportunity to learn how to grow and compromise and, uh, remove ourselves from our selfish sides and find out how to love somebody in a pureness. You know, I, I've i
1: had to grow up a lot, and I've been married more than once, and they have helped me a great deal. And frankly, I had no idea what married was to begin with. I thought it was just you got all gooey-eyed, crazy over one another, and that's how it would stay for the rest of your life. I had no idea of a mature marriage where people grew together and you didn't have to have the emotional, romantic uh uh, excessive foundation that you relied on, like a, like a baby needs to suckle from, that you could go on and you could you could be like loving equal partners and growing and discussing things and sharing things and being vulnerable and growing through your vulnerabilities together. So, you know, once again, the liberal idea more is have an affair. Or get a divorce. Those are liberal ideas. And, you know, if the marriage is too dysfunctional, you know, first we want to try everything we can to make it work and we want to make our good decision before we even get in that contract. But you want to try everything you can to make it work. And, you know, sometimes it's just not going to and you need to move on. But you you should have made good effort.
0: You know, this isn't to say that every marriage is supposed to last forever. That's the other side of it. But some marriage is literally you're contracted to go into it for a certain period of time and move on sometimes but way way more people are chasing divorces than are supposed to that's right and you know that's way more what we should be doing is using that dysfunctional marriage to point to areas in ourselves that we need to grow and work on ourselves those relationships are prime spotlight saying look bucko you got a problem over here you need to go to work on that you need to improve yourself and the marriage will begin to work you know it's amazing how you can have a problem with your spouse and you go to work on yourself and start changing yourself and lo and behold as you change the marriage starts improving and your spouse starts changing also and the whole thing starts working together. You're listening to Mastering Ourselves with Keith and Charmaine Amber, your spiritual lifestyle experts with sound answers to Life's Tough Questions airing Monday through Saturday, 7 p.m. Pacific, uh, 10 p.m. Eastern, right here on CRN. So,
1: um, you know, a lot of this uh, problem, marriage and divorce, is, is, is actually liberal, liberalism-based. And what I'm saying is it's a liberal thing to enter marriage prematurely before you've spent some time together, before you've gone through some things together. What what are you doing entering it prematurely? And what are you doing entering a marriage that's supposed to be for adults or entering a marriage for the wrong reason like, boy, I'm really attracted to her? That's not the right reason.
0: Boy, they have a lot of money. Boy, they're sexy. Yeah. Boy, they'll take care of me the rest of my life.
1: Got a big house, got a boat, or whatever. You know, these are not the right reasons for marriage, nope. unless you're a shallow person. And, you know, the, these kind of marriages usually don't stand up very well. So, liberalism is you enter marriage prematurely, you haven't matured, you haven't matured your maturity or your relationship, uh, the complexity of relationship and seen that it would work. And then the, the divorce is liberalism because things start going bad and you just don't want to hang around and deal with it. So both sides are due to extreme liberalism and then there's the other side where, you know, truly, legitimately you outgrow each other, go, go in different directions, which maybe is 10, 20, maybe even 30% of it these days, which, you know, that we say that's legitimate. Okay. Let's say you're broke. Uh, and the consciousness more and more, and the liberals, you know, Hillary and uh, Barack Obama, you know, it's like we'll give people handouts, make it easier and easier and easier so people don't have incentive to take care of themselves.
0: What a horrible thing to do to a person. I mean, you you no longer give them incentive to climb out of the karmic lessons that they're in. Right. And they simply want to sit back, take whatever handouts I come do They want to watch
1: TV, actually. Yeah, you know, and if I can have pizza and popcorn, I'm I'm handled. A little pop yep. on the side, you know. This is the kind of thing we're empowering people to, much down to the lower equation of humanity, instead of forced to rise up to a higher equation of what their potential is. So if if they're broke, you know, they want a handout, they want something to sue, that they they want to be entitled to welfare. Just take care of it. And the other side, other piece of that is. More and more you see, well it's understandable if they, if they steal a little bit. You know, they're, they're broke or, you know, they got a drug problem, they, they need to steal something and that's getting more and more permissive and it's against the hard workers and the people who are trying to do good with their life. These people just, you know, they're just breaking the backbone of a lot of good things and good people in America and in the world. Next thing. Well, you have terrorists that attack the common citizens, they just cold cock them and, and murder them. Terrorists, acts of terrorism. So, when they go to jail, give them the royal treatment, like a resort, catered menus, uh, catered meals, and sacred, sacred respect from us infidels, the victims of their hatred and their attacks. So we wear, we wear gloves, bringing them the Quran, which orders their acts of terror.
0: You were particularly impressed with that one, weren't you, dear? Just cool. <laughs> we, we got to wear gloves
1: to bring their Karam because we are so <clears throat> filthy, and they have attacked and murdered us.
0: So here are guys that go around murdering kids and children and everything else. Everybody. Animals. No discrimination. No discrimination whatsoever. So here are people that kill like that indiscriminately. And then they say that they're holy people above us and that when you give them their Koran, they need to have it with gloves on or you've tainted it. You know, what's wrong with this picture? I mean, just stop and think about it. I mean, dumb politically correct, stop and think about this thing. It's ludicrous that these, these prisoners and that the liberals think we should do this for them. Right you know what if they if they want their Koran handed to them, and if they don 't want to touch it because you touch it, then don 't touch it, so be it right these people are are people that have no regard for humanity I want you raising my children they, they, they think that uh, you 're only human if you are Muslim, otherwise you 're subhuman you know there 's a lot of cultures like this around the world. The Hawaiian people think that if you're not Hawaiian, then you're a holly which is soulless. The Germans think that if you're not white and Aryan, you're, you're you know, ship them to the... Take them, yeah, out, take them yeah, out. Take them out. take them out. The list goes on yeah. of people who are superior to everybody else. It's a real problem. You know, what's funny is there's nobody on this planet that's superior to anybody else. You want to start, you know, humanity is such a young race in and of itself. We don't have superior here, you know, period. And if we could all get a little bit more humble and realize that, you know, we're young and growing and have a lot to learn. You know, the Jewish people are another one, that they're the chosen race. You know, they're no more the chosen race than anybody else on this
1: planet. So here's what it comes to. You'll know them by their works. Basic formula.
0: So let's see. You'll know them by their works. So you got guys that strap bombs around them and go and blow up kids and children. Hmm. Now is that you know you folks out there that are looking for the next golden age or peace on the planet? What do you think? While we have cells of those people around, you think we're going to have peace on this planet? And and by the way, you're subhuman to them, so you can't help hand them their Koran without gloves on. I mean, what's wrong with this picture?
1: Yeah, the the whole You'll know
0: them by their works. They're the wrong
1: people then. So this is liberalism going astray. And if we don't get a strong enough clarity of discernment, of morality, of clear, grounded common sense, uh, you know, the liberals are simply going to wipe us out. We'll be a third world country, you know, sooner than any of us want. Now these terrorists, you know, the liberals have made it so that they can legally detest themselves being in prison. And these are prisons of war. You know, never before, prisons of war, you do this. And, you know, when Mohammed was training the Muslims back 1,400 years ago of how to be, because he's supposedly the great prophet, the only prophet of God, the last great prophet, he, uh, tricked, you know, he went along with and tricked, uh, different peoples and, you know, he's looking for a coup to, to have a monopoly to take over every, everybody. So he'd be their friend, be their friend, be their friend. Then he'd say, you know what, we can't have you here, so you gotta leave the town. And so he, you know, they said, okay, if you surrender, we'll just let you go. So they surrender and, and Muhammad has, uh, what, seven, eight
0: hundred people's heads just cut off. And uh, they had surrendered. They had surrendered. But the guy's got a burr. Well, no, he doesn't have a burr. He's evil. He's evil. That's it. He's evil. He's not stupid. Yeah. He's just plain do evil. Do not confuse it. Yeah, so you know the whole Muslim religion is based on this. That's in the Quran.
1: Whatever Muhammad does, that's in the Quran. That the sanction to do uh, for the purpose of Allah, not God that you know, but Allah is the only God, and everyone else, you know, must bow to Him. So here, here's another direction. It's okay to drink and drive. (laughs) Why not? You know, liberal. You know. Pretty, pretty upset that the, they crimp our style and, and we can't drive any time, you know. And I'm not that drunk; I can you know, hardly walk. You know, year,
0: years ago, like 20 years ago, when I would have an occasional beer or something, mm-hmm. you and I went bowling, and I had I had one beer. And before I had the beer, I was actually, you know, doing pretty good. Yeah. One beer, and I noticed that I couldn't I couldn't play I couldn't bowl any good anymore. Yeah. Well, that's the same thing that happens when you're driving. You lose your sharpness you, you that fast. You think you're sharp. That's right, but, you but you're not. Yeah. You're listening to Mastering Ourselves with Keith and Charmaine Amber, your spiritual lifestyle experts, helping humanity wake up one show at a time. And we'll be right, right back with the final minutes. Thanks for being with us.